Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Reese's Peace. This is episode 31. Uh, this is recorded on Sunday, uh, February 21st, 2021. And me and, and the Joshes got together, did a really long one. So this is going to be part one of three. Again, dividing this up into three. So we'll just get right in there. Okay. So who's gonna do who's gonna do the first intro? Hey everybody, this is uh, Josh Blevins from the Am I Just Angry podcast. I'm half asleep right now, so we're gonna see how this shit goes today. <laughs> and hey, hey, this is Josh Dewey from the What Do We Do podcast. I am uh, I'm I'm awake and I'm here. Uh-huh. It is it is Sunday evening, uh, seven o'clock Pacific time. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's eight p.m. over here in uh, in Mountain Time, for all those uh, capable of keeping track of two different time zones. It's a big right. difference. It is a super big difference. <laughs> There's always a debate when we when we're talking about podcast times. But I have just learned, especially since I'm talking to you two who are both on Pacific Time, that I speak your language, and I just won't expect you to speak mine. Hey, I try to be courteous. I try to at least <laughs> uh, I'll pepper in a Pacific from now and then just to just to acknowledge that there. I almost didn't even realize there was a different language. So talking <laughs> to you guys, I gotta, appreciate that, that that you would put Pacific time when you're referring to times. Otherwise, I assume it's Pacific time. But that's saying he, he's saying to dumb it down for us. Yeah, Josh, mm-hmm. he's got to dumb it down for the Joshes. Yeah, I know. Well. See, I'm used to I'm used to communicating with people who are on Central Time, so they're an hour ahead of me. Oh, so when they talk to me, I always assume they're talking at Central Time. So I'm used to talking at other people's languages. Yes, I'm gonna clip. I'm I'm clipping my cigar right now. Don't everybody mind, I know. Don't mind me. Everybody I know lives, and well, everybody I talk to besides you now lives uh, lives here. Yeah. See, now you got a friend in a different time zone. Yeah, I've got family in different time zones, but I. Don't ever talk to them unless I'm in their time zone. So, uh, fair yeah. enough. There you go. I just like thought of Jesus Randy God. Newman right there. Like, you got a Randy f- Newman. You got a friend in me. Oh, <laughs> Toy Story. <laughs> I'm guys. I'm Randy Newman. <laughs> All right, guys. Goofy sounding guy. <laughs> I've got something for us to talk about that I think will be fun. I actually brought it up. Um, <clears throat> with a couple other guys that I just actually got off another podcast with. But um, I think this will be a more diverse reaction and might bring out some interesting thoughts here. So um, you two both have children. Blevins, you got a three-year-old? I don't know. Whoever her kid is. Liam's three, right? <laughs> yeah. The father's still yeah. Well, we don't know if he's yours, but we know he's hers. So, no, But he is black, which is really weird. <laughs> well... <laughs> I have heard that part of you is black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not the part people think, though. <laughs> Just the big toe. Yeah. My Just lips. the socks. Just the socks. <laughs> well, that was racist. I can't say that. I have black family members, so it's okay. I get a pass. Yeah. You get a pass. You yeah, I just can't, I can't. I can't drop that end bomb. No. That's, that's where everybody draws the line. Even my family would be like, uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, Slick. No. So you guys both got kids, and, yeah. all right? And so I'm curious. I might be, I might be the odd man out here. I might be the minority. But um, so you both have little boys. Uh, yeah. Do your 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 little boy is what seven months now? Nine. Nine months. That's right. I I should know that. Probably. Maybe. I don't know. He was born anyway. on uh, five days was, after was, five days after your birthday. That's right. Yeah, May. I should remember <clears throat> that. Yes. All right. It's a good month. It's the same it as is. my wife. Yeah, hers is May fourth. May the fourth be with you. May the fourth. That's be with the you. best. Yeah, that's her birthday. <laughs> her birthday would have been good, but it's been overshadowed by Star Wars. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> oh well. Is she a Star Wars fan though? No, not at all. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. If she was a fan, that. it'd be it'd be great. Yeah, I feel like it's a waste it. of a birthday for some Star Wars fan out there. Been, they're just like born on the third or the fifth. Like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> So clubs. Why the fuck Shit. did she get it? She don't even like the show <laughs> or the movie or any of it. Uh, cheers to all the listeners and hopefully oh, you too. Yeah. I, I'm 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 putting some back. I've I've raised I've raised a fairly heavy glass here, so it's yeah, been a long too. day. Me too. I'm putting some back here. A little Hanson's I already did uh, a margarita today. Grape soda. It's a cane sugar soda. 
Is uh, it since grape 19, soda? 1935. Is it what? Is it grape soda or is it grape drink? It's grape. Just as grape. Naturally <laughs> Sugar, water, purple. And other natural flavors. Yeah. It's a it's a good year. The legs Sugar, are a little water, the, the legs are a little uh a little fast on it. And they're hard <laughs> to see through the can. But um other than that it's uh it's non GMO, so you know it's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, is it a uh a, a sipping grape soda or is it a uh you know, yeah. I would say it's kind of a middle ground. You yeah. definitely want to wash it around before you swallow. You know, mm-hmm. get, swish get all the bit. flavors across your palate. Get all the sugars on all yeah. the teeth. Gosh, and the best part sure. is it says uh, no fruit juice. So uh, mm. <laughs> that's how you know it's good. Yeah. Where'd the grape come from? That's what I want to know. Josh, I'm it's pretty sure my color. wife has called your wife. I'm pretty sure they're talking on the phone right now. She's on the phone with somebody, yeah. That'd be Probably talking wife. shit about us. Oh, Most I'm likely. sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know mine is. I know mine is. <laughs> All right, so Reese, back to your question. Children, two boys. Yeah, we've All right, got them. So my uh, my question is, uh, I'm pretty sure I already know this about Dewey. Um, Theodore is uncircumcised, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And not, not is Liam cut. circumcised? Yeah, well, man, that's got real personal. I was, I don't know why that <laughs> that was like. Does, the, it, does that get you? Levins. I don't know. Yeah, that was kind of, is, well, it just kind of took me out of left personal? field. That was when you go, yeah, you guys have kids, you know, like that was the last thing I thought was going to be the question about our kids, you know. Oh, no, he's got a dick question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I never, I never thought that's it's what a, was coming. It's it, a it, serious I don't question. care. It's not, a, it's not a big deal. I was just like, whoa, shit. It's, I am half asleep. You know, you got to get like my brain's got to process what's going on here a little bit. So. Sure. Catch up. Catch up. All right. Yeah. So is Liam circumcised? Yeah, he was circumcised. Are you circumcised? See, now it's getting real personal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, come like, on. Okay. I'm an right. American, so I just... like typically, you know. <laughs> Generally speaking. Are you Jewish? No. That's no. A, that's what's weird, right? It's like, and I get where I you're going with this. Like, I don't understand the whole point. I of... don't think that's weird. Most people of our generation are circumcised regardless of religion. You know, but yeah, but uncircumcision is getting very, very popular. And they even said that when we were at the hospital. And Dewey, you know, like, they're they're living proof of that. Hey, I'm, cu- I'm uncut. Super... It was... Uncut, uncut over here, baby. Are you? Yeah, no, yeah. nobody's been touching my, my dangle. It's all me. That's just yeah. kind of... I mean, I don't know. It's, it's odd, actually, to come across that more than it is to, to not... I agree, but like you said, Blevins, people these days, like kids, people in their kids, are they're deciding not to circumcise their yeah. Yeah. their sons. Yeah. So I I just brought this up because I was having this discussion with Alyssa. I, you know, it wasn't really so much of a question for me uh, up until recently when I I just happened to be watching a documentary and it was it was actually that thing that got everybody triggered on our little group chat about uh, men's rights movements. But they were talking about. Uh, <laughs> They were talking about, um, they called it genital mutilation. And then they showed this like really graphic video of a doctor performing a circumcision on a baby. And like, maybe if they probably hired a butcher, it was pretty graphic. Was he wearing a a white lab coat, but it was actually just like a butcher coat. And he had came in with a machete and was like, all right, where's this thing at? No, I mean, it was just, it was just very clinical and non-personal, which makes sense because it should be because it's, you know, a doctor. Well, and then the other thing is like. Like a good circumcision, they're not supposed to take a lot of skin. You know what I mean? Like a bad sure. one would be like, we're going to trim the shit out of this thing. Like they're not supposed well, sure. to do that. They're supposed to just take, you know, enough skin to where it's like, I don't know, more clean. I like how you, I guess. I like, I how, you, I like how you look down right there. Because my dr- the drawer opened up on me on my desk. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I was like, is this a cat? I was just, yeah, I'm not looking they at mine like it. They I'm, gotta yeah, take off just the right. Wh- I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not wearing any pants right now, boys. I got prepared for a question like this. So it's just uh, me and a t-shirt. Watch out that that cat behind you might reach up and be like, oh, this is a fun toy. Yeah. Wow. I'm just doing it Tony the Tiger style. No, that was just that was odd timing. I'm leaning on the desk, and for whatever reason, the drawer rolled out and it felt like a cat was trying to climb up on my lap so i looked down oh, and told him to fuck off and it was just a floor <laughs> and then of course i'm talking about dicks when i do it so you know <laughs> timing was perfect no i don't, I don't yeah. know it was just um i think that it should be done right it was a really sad moment like my wife and i don't really know why we did it we just did it because that's what you know 
I don't know, it just seemed like a normal thing to do. And when we made the decision to do it, they put him, so they they took him in like his little roller bed thing, which is, I don't know, a little higher than waist height. It sits like three feet off the ground, but it's all clear walled. All the edges yeah. of the little basket or bed are all clear plastic. And uh, we had just got him. We just got to our next room after the birthing room, and my wife was just kind of hanging out with him. And then they're like, "All right, so we need to get these things done or whatever." And and they asked if we wanted to. And we were like, "I guess I don't I don't know." And so we did. <laughs> and uh, and but my wife started crying when they started wheeling him this fucking drawer when they started uh, <laughs> wheeling him away because uh, he was just like looking at us through that little glass thing, just staring at us like, "Why am I leaving?" And it was the most sad looking look ever even yeah. i was getting choked up like i got that defensive thing where i was just about to be like wait 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 that's my fucking kid you don't take my kid away yeah but they were only gone for like five minutes i mean it's it's yeah. fast you know and so and after the, that like do you have to be real careful when you're like changing his diaper and stuff he's got like stitches and stuff down there no no they're no just fine yeah you do have to um you're not you you know there's some you don't uh, want to get the area wet there's some cons- you know there's some well, you do precautions you do want to yeah. keep it clean though is all because it is technically a you know it's got a heel there yeah but it's not like it's a big deal or anything it doesn't even really look like anything crazy yeah, and you know crazy and they're the babies you know so nothing's like really big down there anyway so there's not really like a whole lot going on in the area necessarily Sure. Well, unless you're a Dewey child, <laughs> I knew I knew you were going to try to throw that shit. Out there. Um, so I do have a story, actually. Theo just got um, he did just get a little peen infection. Actually, Uh-oh. he's uncircumcised um, because you know it. Um, you can't. You don't pull it back yet until they're like one and a half or two. Like it's just oh, not. Really? It's just not ready to be pulled back yet. So you don't really, like, you, everything we've read and everything that's been recommended, like, you don't really, you don't whip it back and clean back there like you do as an adult if you're uncircumcised. I don't know if you guys know about Reese, Reese, you didn't, you didn't open up, open up. Are you going to, what, what? Yeah, that's what, a good, what, that's you, a good point. I'm too, what do you I thought we had this discussion. No. Well, I thought Dewey knew. I knew Dewey wasn't circumcised. And hey, I so am. I got a real quick question for everybody. It's a, it's on topic, but kind of off off topic um what do you so got? is the picture for our podcast each going to be a picture of our dicks or whatever <laughs> yeah uh, we're going to be crossing gonna swords <laughs> on the podcast so anyways so but so the point is we started bathing him in the big tub we've been bathing him in the sink this whole goddamn time and i scrubbed and cleaned the shit out of our tub but i'm not convinced i did the greatest job i don't know so we started bathing him in the tub and he got this little peen infection and we got him some antibiotic cream just he didn't get a fever, didn't get anything. He just kind of got a little red, little peen, and uh, got him topical, topical cream, and it's all gone, all good. So, I mean, yes, I can, you know, there are, there are some method to the madness. Yeah, but my uh, my brother in laws kind of didn't enjoy uh, later in life coming to the realization that their parents had just decided to have them circumcised you know they were they use the word general mutilation i don't know i don't know i don't view it like brother-in-laws that. brother-in-laws yeah just like why would you do this to us i don't personally view it like that it's a it's a choice yeah. that a parent makes and i've been in that situation and i realize it's not it's not an easy choice to make especially when you just went through the process of having a baby and you don't have a baby already you know what i mean like i never had a well, kid before and so then they give you this question, like, well, do you want us to do this or not? And you're like, dude, that's seriously something I've never thought about. And they're like, well, we've got like five minutes. we got to get it done. It's got to be done <laughs> now or, or not. And it's oh, like, I, well, guarantee, I guarantee your wife went into that and having some idea. She she didn't know. She didn't know what she wanted to do, especially because she's not a man. So it's a little, it's a, even worse for uh, her because yeah. she's just like, I mean, I could say yes or no, but how am I going to know what the right decision is? I'm not, I'm not a man. I don't. I don't know we what talk- it does to you or how it feels or what it or if it even has any effect. And, and like that's and why you I say knew, I think you knew in advance you were having a boy. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah we okay. knew from the first I mean, what is it? When's the first sonogram? Like uh five weeks uh, in think, or something like that? I don't know that you can tell the sex that or I think it's like eighteen, twenty weeks that you can tell the sex. Mm-hmm. No, well anyways, whenever we found out, uh yeah, we, we knew he was a, a boy for a long time, so <laughs> God, Kelly and I discussed that shit for like uh, had it 
had it decided months and months in advance. Never really even thought about it. Huh. Yeah, but I mean, it just it, it came up. It was never really an, an issue. It was never really anything anybody in my family's ever even talked about. It just is what it is. I've read yeah. that most fathers, you know, it you just you want your boy to look like you. You know what I mean? It's hard to buck the trend. You know, yeah. you, that's you, I wouldn't, that's what I you don't give a shit to be honest. Well, but like it's you know most fathers just like from you know just from a generic point yeah. of view, like it's just it's what they've always known. It's it's the way that they are set up anatomically, and so why not make my child the same way I am? And that's kind of my thought. I was just like, well. I'm not yeah. Jewish, and this is how I am, and I haven't had any <laughs> you keep issues. Bringing that up, yeah. I'm not Jewish. Nobody in my family's Jewish. Pretty sure we're all circumcised. Yeah, I don't think anybody in my family's Jewish, and everybody is. It's a U. It's a U.S. thing. It's not just a Jewish thing. For whatever reason, it became a a thing in the United States. For for a lot of people, clearly not all, but it yeah. also is going to depend on your your lineage. You know, maybe you come from family that when they came over, they're like, "Well, well you guys do this shit, fuck that." You well, know, I say I that because that. like traditionally, like through throughout history, like it's it you know it started like in the middle in the Middle East, like you know, written writ earliest writings are in the Torah, you know, Jewish the Jewish mm-hmm. Bible and Jewish practice, and like that's how they would know. Like, what kind of, you know, like, you know, if you wanted to get into a city or something like that, you know, if if you were uh, circumcised, be like, oh, he's Jewish. <laughs> mm. <laughs> You're in. The only mm-hmm. the only real reference I've ever had in hearing about circumcision in my entire life before having my own son was uh, from an episode of Seinfeld. And that's that. I don't know. Maybe that kind of drove my decision right there. But uh Jerry, Jerry and Elaine were having a conversation or whatever, and they go, "You ever seen one and uh, that hasn't been hasn't been cut?" And she goes, "Yeah." And they go, "What'd you think?" And she goes, "Yeah." They go, "What's wrong?" Yeah. She goes, "They had no face, no personality." You know, <laughs> that was what she said to about one that was uncircumcised. And I don't know, like that's literally the only bit of information I've ever had in my entire life regarding it because I've never been interested enough to look at it. Or look into it, and then I didn't have any like time when I needed to know anything about it till I had my own kid, and that was like, you know, the guy gave me five minutes to make my mind up. He goes, "Well, I'm gonna leave the room. And I got to go do something. Then I'll come right back, and then we're gonna, you know, you give me your your answer." I looked at my wife. She looked at me. We're like, "Uh," and then he came back in the room. Like, okay, I guess. I'm like, I asked him what the procedure was, and he's like, "It's not a big deal. We just go in there. We just take the." a small amount of foreskin off and stuff. And I go, well, like, is that going to affect anything? And he goes, no, you don't. He goes, there's, there's been bad work where they take too much skin off. He goes, we're just taking enough off to where it, it makes it to where it's easier to clean. And, and it, uh, you know, it's not like completely covering the, the head of, of your kid's dick. And I was like, okay, that's, that's the process. That's the process. Yeah. The way my mom's doctor described it to her apparently was like, it, we really aren't, you know, living in those times anymore to where, you know, we, we have access to clean water and shower and yeah. it's not really me personally, me and my brother, we've, well, I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't know all of his history, but I'm, I might've heard about it, but at least for me, <laughs> I've never had any issues. It's not, it ain't hard at all. Just no. Yeah. I have a buddy rub- that rub a dub dub slather the soap you know yeah, just his, like <laughs> his son's uncircumcised he always just said i just as a kid when you know like when your kids are real small you take showers with them well do you're not quite there yet but i'm sure you've bathed with your kid maybe mm-hmm. but like my son in the mornings if my wife's not here we got to get ready we'll take a shower together and i don't really have to worry about this i just make sure he soaps himself up and gets himself all clean but my buddy said that he had to make sure that his son always knew to clean down there really well and he goes yeah he goes it's not a big deal you just got to teach him to just take care of his shit and then once he does he's yeah, you know he's, he's off and running yeah that's you, that's what my dad taught me he just he didn't he didn't have he my dad was circumcised but he uh he taught me how to do it it's not like rocket mm-hmm. science you know what i mean it's just like yeah. pull it pull it back and put put all the soap you know what i mean it's not a not a big it's deal it's like washing your armpits i imagine no yeah, different sure you know? sure you still got to move something out of the way and rent or clean it off, and then and then you're good. So no why is it that you have to wait until they're like one or whatever to pull the foreskin back to clean? Um, be- it's just not develop or it's not this. It 
I don't I don't know the full mechanics of it, but it just it's just kind of sealed up. You know what I mean? A little the little baby penis is just it's it's fucking just existing there. It doesn't it's not made to be pulled back yet. It it just isn't. Um I don't know. I, it's hard to explain, but it just like it could hurt them. It could hurt them if you try to pull it back. Um Yeah, I have no uh, idea. <laughs> I'm sure it would I'm sure it would like I'm sure it would heal, but like so yeah, we um we started bathing them in the big tub and I don't know, you know, I must have you know, that's just my hunch is that like he just got a little infection and you know, topical topical cream, man, little Q tip. He's good Way to go. Up. He's good to go. Huh. All right. But uh That's so, a good yeah. twenty minute topic. Well hey, yeah. it ju- it just happened on Friday night for us, so like it's very yeah, top- it's relevant. Topical. Yeah, it's uh it's top of the bind. God, I'm having so many issues with my fucking burn on my cigar here. It doesn't seem like it's staying lit. No, I'm having real issues. Doesn't even look like it's burning even. Oh, it's not. It's not. Not at all. I'm fucking... It's I wonder terrible. if it's wrapped a little thick on one side and thin on the other and it's burning Perhaps. a little hotter. Perhaps. On the thin side. it had a little extra get, foreskin need to be burnt off. <laughs> getting high as shit. Just puffing on it to make it, to make it last. Did you get that thing circumcised or? It looks like it is now. No, I clipped. I clipped partially. Him, clipped his yeah, tip he, off. He circumcised it. Yeah, yeah, right before he started smoking it. <laughs> um, dudes, I have I have my freaking notes inside and I left them. But anyways, I do have. I had some random scribblings, and since we were going to talk about like the men's men's rights issue. Oh yeah. What's up with this? What's up with this, Reese? All right, so I'll give you the little background. I sent you the video, but, like, I didn't want to be that guy that just expects you to stop whatever you're doing and watch a 15-minute freaking video. So I tried to summarize it best I could, but based on the reactions and forgetting that Blevins is a smartass, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I took the response to mean that I didn't really describe the, the, the gist of the video very well, but it was a... Um, so I sent you guys a video that was a, a feminist woman who was giving a TED talk about how she was a feminist and she set out on a mission to learn about the men's rights movement, right? So a men's rights activist movement or whatever. Yeah. And, and, and she, she set out on this mission to learn about this with the intent of like understanding her enemy, right? And so, like, she is, she, like I said, she's a feminist, and she, she came into it with the bias of, these guys are my enemy. But she spent a whole year on it, interviewing, like, several different, like, heads of different organizations throughout the United States, and what their perspectives were on, like, men's rights and all this stuff. And, and the gist of it was that she came around to think that these people were not her enemy, that these people were not advocating for less women's rights but they were advocating for um, just awareness and knowledge that sometimes men also get kind of screwed in certain situations. And one prime example is like child custody battles. The man is is severely disadvantaged in, in those types of scenarios. And that's just one prime example that kept coming up. Oh, I think it kind of depends on the situation for that. Uh, yeah, I, think, I would I think, agree. I think I would agree with Reese, though. Like the statistics and like the the data, the raw data show that like, and this may just be society in general that the mother is you know just more of the nurturing type. But like, I think the data definitely skews to the men getting screwed in custody battles. Yeah, it, it, My it dad just got so full happened. Custody of me. Well. Did yeah, your but, mom your mom, but, but your mom, did she, did she like try to get custody? Yeah, they all went to court. My grandparents really? said, my oh, grandparents really? said that I was moving with them to another state. My dad oh, wow. said, fuck he is. You ain't taking my son. He went to court, fought, got full custody and they, they, they all split. Well, that's probably the uprooting. Courts don't really want to uproot a child, right? Like out of their environment. Like, I don't know. I don't know. They didn't split like right away, but my grandparents yeah. said that he's coming with us and he's going to live with, with us because my mom moved out of the house and was going to live with them. And then they all decided they were going to leave the state and they said, well, Josh is going to be coming with us. 
If it was first, it was 50-50 custody, and then it went full custody. Because my dad wanted me to, to be at my mom's, but my mom was in a bad environment. You know, she was a, doing drugs and stuff like that. And, but she would yeah, always be clean before she went to court and everything. My dad said she would always go there like an angel, and my grandparents would always be over there like, you know. And they, they were like wealthy. So for them, they were just, you know, looking at it like, well, she's fine. We've got her covered. She has everything she needs. He, he's never going to go without. So we should get the custody. And my dad's like, that's my son. You're not taking him. Yeah. And he, he just flat out, like, he didn't even have an argument. He was just like, you're not taking my son. That's that's my boy. You're not going to fucking take him. I don't care yeah. what you say. You aren't taking my son. And they would try to, you know, like down talk my dad and say all kinds of stuff. My dad's like, I didn't get a divorce. I didn't ask for it. We bought a house. We, you know, we, we started a life. I didn't want any of this to be happening and she's deciding to do it all. So you're not going to then take my kid because you want this decision. Like we, we made a kid together. We made a life together. You decided to dip out of it. So dip out. Bye. You know, we'll see you later, but you're not going to take my son now. And the court sided with him. Yeah. I think like, that's why I say it's situational, you know? No, Totally. Totally, it is, and I, you know, I so I, um, I, Alyssa and I actually ended up going and and found the documentary. Uh, it's called The Red Pill for anybody who's interested, um, and that's a reference from uh, The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that you know red take the blue pill, pill to right? remain in the Matrix and take the red pill to like have your eyes opened and be unplugged and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, so the yeah the documentary is called the red pill and it's on like amazon prime or something and we watched it it was long it was like two hours but i came out of it uh basically thinking that the way that she presented the information didn't make me say necessarily feel bad for guys but just you know that it's something that should be should be observed it should be just because one group gets shit on uh, more than other groups doesn't mean that other groups being shit on means less. You know, like, I yeah. think that was the general message of the documentary was like, you know, like, obviously racism and sexism against women, sexism against women gets a lot of attention, but there is some prejudice and bias and uh, injustices against men. And that was all that they were kind of pointing out, or at least what I took away from it. So it wasn't like a big revolutionary thing, like I'm going to come out of it and be like a self-entitled asshole man who's like, yeah, you need to respect my rights, you know? What's weird to me about that topic is is that I feel like uh, in the moments when men get screwed, it's when it's men versus women. Whereas in women's situations, they, they feel like they get screwed in just women's areas you know what i mean and to explain that better it'd be like job opportunities it's not really the guy versus the woman in the job opportunity but women would claim well we get less than what a man in an equivalent position would get now that man in the equivalent position isn't necessarily like trying to keep them from getting what he has she just feels like she doesn't get what he has that would yeah. be an example of a woman thinking that she is getting you know doesn't have as many rights as men whereas a man is going to get fucked in like a divorce where it is legitimately the man versus the woman. And I yeah. think that that's, that's where it's kind of different and weird for me to think that like men get, I mean, men do get the, you know, the bad end of the stick on a lot of shit, but I feel like it's almost always when it's in direct correlation with a woman, whereas opposed yeah. to women might get the bad end of the stick because they're a woman. You know what I mean? Like it's, they're they're not getting what they might deserve because they're being looked at as a woman, whereas men get fucked when it's man versus the woman. If that makes any sense. <clears throat> I think it does. Like, if I a guy's the breadwinner in a relationship, and let's say that they're together for, I don't know, 20 years or whatever, and then they get a divorce, he's probably been purchasing and building most of what they had as a couple. And then if they got a divorce, odds are she's either going to take half of it or maybe even more, which means yeah. she came out on top, right? Like, if yeah. he foot the bill for all that shit, he bought the house, he bought the cars, but then she gets to keep the house, he only get you know, however they split it. Yeah. And then maybe even she has, like, maybe they do 50-50 custody, and for whatever reason, the breadwinner has to then pay the lower-income person an alimony fee, even though they're they're splitting custody of the children equally. 
And that doesn't seem to make much sense. And typically, the woman is the one who gets that alimony money. Plus, she gets half of whatever they owned, even if he paid for 80% to 100% of it, you know. So that's yep. where he's getting fucked. I think but, the counter... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So I think the counter argument to that would be um, all those years that the man was the breadwinner in that situation, she was running the household and, and taking care of the household, potentially raising right, right. children. So, like, putting a price tag on that is where they're saying, you know, well, you can't put a price tag on that. She was running the household and, like, that was her job and, like, that but was if, her contribution. But what if she had a job? That's what I'm saying. Like, there's some women or couples where, like, the guy yeah. will make the majority money, but the woman still has a job. Like, if your kids are in school, you know what I mean? Like, if you got teenage kids when you get a divorce, it's like, yeah, you, you can't really claim. Even if she was stay at home, it's like, okay, she's she's cleaning and cooking and stuff like that. But she's that job. Like, if you clean the house and then there's no one there to wreck it, it's not going to be much of a job the next day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I had one car or one vehicle that I had to fix every single day, once I fixed it one day, it's not like it's going to be broken to the same level the next day. I wouldn't have the same workload thereafter until it broke again. You know what I mean? That's Whereas true. with my job, like there's always something I'm having to do. I'm, I have to do my job, you know, the same every single day. I have to work on everything the same. If you're a stay-at-home mom and your your kids are in school, you're not really having the same job every single day, if that makes sense. But if she has a yeah. job, that's that's where my argument is, or where my my viewpoint comes in is like if he's let's say he's the breadwinner, and she still has a job, she works forty hours but makes maybe half what he makes. Clearly, he is paying more for what they own together than she is, right? Yeah. Unless they're you know unless they're buying their shit equal to her pay, and then he's just saving. But that shit doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like it it makes no sense to try to make a weird sense situation out of it in my mind i just yeah. I, I just look at it as like one person's going to be the breadwinner and even if the other person has a job unless they're equal jobs one person is going to be putting more into everything you own together but then when they get a divorce they split it 50 50 yeah which and, and it's like the, the court system is going to look at it like well you guys are a couple of two so it splits evenly down the middle which is fair to an extent but then at the same time if you were that person buying all that shit working hard for all that stuff that built it like let's say you bought nice cars and shit like that and then you get a divorce and she drives off in one of those nice cars that you guys are paying for it's like that uh i don't know if if you're the breadwinner you might look at that and be like well like she would never have had that if it weren't for what i brought to the table now she's leaving but she's taking half of what i brought to the table even though she didn't contribute the equal amount to that and i and, and that, i get that that's, that's where part like, an argument is that's part of alimony, man. You gotta, you mm -hmm. gotta keep, you gotta keep that woman or that other significant other at that same level of comfort. So they yeah. were, they were accustomed yeah. to a particular lifestyle. So you've got to keep them at that and that's, particular and that's lifestyle. That's where a man is gonna get fucked. Because if she's got a manager job at Kohl's, but you've been fucking, you know, doing, you're crushing PG&E or whatever, you know, like Josh is, you're making big checks, <laughs> and she's just got that, you know uh $18,000 a year job going on, you know. And but she's got the lifestyle of your, you know, six-figure job and then you get a divorce. You have to maintain a six-figure lifestyle for a woman making 20 grand, you know? Like that's where a dude's getting fucked. But yeah. that's what I yeah. mean, like that's a direct man versus woman scenario. But Whereas, it could be it could be the other way around. So a man could take advantage of that same system. That's the thing that I don't understand about in like today's society, like all the different but industries that though? I've, they can, they can, you can just use those same numbers. Like it's, it's, if you reverse the roles, would a man absolutely. get the same thing though? Absolutely. I don't, I don't feel like, I, I feel like statistically, if we're going to, you know, talk statistics as a whole, I would bet, I would bet that if you took a pool of people and half of those pools of people had the men as the breadwinner and the other half had the women as the breadwinner and then you split or gave them a theoretical divorce. I bet you that in the situation where the man was the breadwinner, more women would come out on top or even than if you were to swap that scenario. I don't think the same amount of men in the female dominant uh, scenario would come out as 
profited you're as probably, a female. You know what I mean? You're probably right, because there is a bias in the judicial system. You know, like, better-looking people t- uh, statistically get lesser sentences than ugly people. Like, for a jury, like, just saying, oh, they get seven years, or oh, they get five years. Better-looking people ha- provably get lower sentences than uh, ugly you know, less attractive people. So mm-hmm. I, I think you're probably right that if there was some sort of like a decisionary factor, you're probably right that like the woman breadmaker, breadwinner, breadmaker, the woman breadwinner <laughs> in that scenario would probably not have to get, uh, you know, this is just me. This is just me, you know, hypothesizing, but I think we but, all are really, but no the letter, the letter of the law, I mean, a man should be able to flip the script should be able to flip the script. Yeah, if that's 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 all things being equal though. Yeah. Which yeah. that's why I say I don't think it is and that's where, you know, I mean his documentary he's talking about is basically just people saying like we're getting the short end of the stick. That already is not all things being equal. If you're getting shafted, then obviously something's not equal. You know what I mean? Like you're not getting what you deserve whether it be a big or a small thing you know if you do shit work you deserve to get a shit reward but if you're getting shit on for doing hard work then you're not getting an equal return for what you've invested right so let me let me try to circle into what i thought was like the meat the meat and potatoes (laughs) of of our the three of our conversation regarding this topic i thought the meat and potatoes was more like blevins kind of via text came off a little like well, just man the fuck up. Just stop your bitch. <laughs> stop your bitching and get over your shit. Be a man. And I think, like me and Reese, right. inter- I don't maybe I don't remember this conversation because I don't. I'm I'm exaggerating. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I feel I, I, it was kind of a little bit along those lines. And I, I'm not surprised. That's ex- that's pretty much how I would word it. Really, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't remember the conversation, so I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, you you were kind of getting at like a like a man up, like you know nobody ever gave me anything. And again, this is what I was saying at the beginning of this conversation was that maybe, oh, maybe your I'm, reaction I'm, 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 to the to my synopsis of of the TED talk led me to believe that I did not summarize it very well. Either that, or I just triggered you on that day because of whatever was happening to you on that day. No, if you ever think I'm triggered on a text message, if you saw me in real life, I'm probably like just sitting there watching TV calmly. <laughs> like like mine and Dewey's mine and Dewey's uh, argument, I was literally like in between wrenching on stuff. I was just laying underneath the machine, just doing my shit, and I just pull the phone out and just send my rebuttal and be like, that one might get heated, and then just slide it back in my pocket and then go back. To I figured that's probably what's going on. I don't imagine you sitting there don't, fuming don't, over your phone. I like don't get triggered because honestly, if it came down to like a really offensive thing, I'd just be like, hey, well, why don't you just go fuck yourself? And then I just <laughs> shut the phone off. Like, I don't care. Like, because if it gets to a certain point, it's going to be like, um, there's no, like, nobody's going to win here. You know what I mean? Like, at a certain point in an argument, something might get said to where you understand, like, you know, hey, like, we're, this is not going to get any further no matter what we say. So, like, what are we doing? You know, and then I'll just all right. I'll just let it. me say something then here. Like, do you really think that at any point during an argument, anything that you would define as an argument, that there's a, a good chance ever that one side is going to come up, come out of that as a winner in that they convince the other side of, of their position? Would, I think it's possible, but it would really depend on the topic. I mean, if you're talking about really broad, loaded, you know, uh, concepts of of what something might be then you know it's going to be hard for you to convince somebody out of what their ways are especially because if it's something that might be influenced by your background and your upbringing look at politics man like that's the hardest thing to convince somebody that they are wrong on if they're opposite (laughs) of you because they may have lived a completely different right or life which means that whatever their opinion is is probably right for them you know what i mean like their opinion is probably completely a hundred percent accurate and correct based on their life that they lived. That's not to say their that there are people view. out there that you know that are lazy and want things handed to them or whatever, or are the other way around. You know, didn't have anything handed to them, so they're like, "Well, you better, you have to go fight. Nobody ever deserves a handout." 
there's a yeah. good balance between both, I think, in, in reality. But it, those those two different people with different you know views of, of politics are going to you know base it off of their their situation. Look at look at like COVID and the way that people react. In my town, nobody lost their jobs. Nobody's struggling. Nobody's fucked. And and nobody wants to run around with masks. Like I'm in a town where everybody's like, it's not that bad, but we don't live in New York City. You know, you pick up your shit and you move over there and it's like, you're going to go to a ghost town city. That's just everything shut down. People are quarantined. Like it looks like, you know, a a Resident Evil movie over there. It's totally different than our area. So it's easy for when like voting came around during the election and stuff for people over here to be like, it's just stupid. They're all overreacting. It's like, you're not living in their area. Their reaction is based off of their environment and they may be a hundred percent right for that. And their their reaction may be wrong for our environment, which is why we're opposing in views. But you got to look at it from their perspective too. You know, if you lived a day in their shoes, would it would it change your mind? And that's why it's hard to, you know, when when Josh and I argued about that shit, it's I I don't take it personal or anything like that because we we come from different backgrounds and we we do different things and we have different opinions. And I just like me and him have established that we are both very <laughs> debatey people. Yes. And I think that 90% of the reason why we're in the debate is for the debate. Like, yeah, we're, we're, we're just, just there to have fun with the just, debate. And, yeah, we're just and, pushing each other's buttons. We just know the yeah. words to say to fuck with each other. Exactly. And it doesn't really matter, like, what the topic is. You could you could give us a random topic, and we could probably find a way to debate about it. Just because we enjoy the debate part of it. Well, I used you know? to do that in high school. I used to I used to do, like, debate stuff. Like, I wouldn't know what side you're going to get. So I would have to be able to do both. Mm-hmm. So like, I could debate both sides probably and just tell me which one to debate and I'll yeah. fucking make a strong point against one of them. Yeah. You'll contradict yourself, but it won't sure. matter because it's sure. you're just trying to find a way to win your side. Yeah. And that's what's yeah. fun about the debate, you know, is yeah. just trying to see if you can find a way to win it. But uh, back to what you said, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think that it... I think that it all depends on the background and then the context in which you're talking about in order to, you know, be able to convince somebody that they are wrong and and switch them to your side, you know. And I, I honestly, I just think that it's it's a matter of perspective, which is why so much stuff is divided, you know. You look at it like abortion, it's the same thing. How many, yeah. you know, how many women and men argue over whether or not it's a right you know men have the argument well you're killing somebody it's murder women are like well it's my body my choice you know i I don't know like and then how far how much of that do you agree with you know like it could it's all it's all perspective well was she raped you know like that kind of stupid shit was she raped did she want it was it consensual like that it's all gonna play a role in it you know so it's all a matter of perspective i have a technicalities i have a very moderate stance on abortion actually very what do you moderate. mean when you say moderate very moderate well i think Just, no say it again very, yeah well um i feel <laughs> like I, I feel like i'm in the middle i feel like i'm a little moderate. bit of in the middle um i don't <laughs> that, think that's what you mean. so i don't think that you're ever going to um remove that what has been established as a right for women i don't think you're ever going to get rid of that so Anybody in the country who thinks that they can, like, more power to you. But I don't think now that it's been established as a right for women, I don't think you're going to get rid of that. And so, and I don't think you should. I, But me personally, I do think that it should not be thought of as a flippant thing. I think it should be educated as a last resort and something that is taken very heavily and to be really strongly educated on what it is that's happening and like really weigh and value what you're doing like the the severity and the extent of what you're doing like my wife talks about like growing up in sacramento and like knowing like girls in high school that would like use that as their birth control like who would just who had had like multiple that's not right in their lives, yeah, and, like, just didn't think anything of it and was very flippant about it. And, like, that's something that I would think needs to change, like, as far as an education and, like, raising our young people in America to, like, not look at it as something so flippant. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, demonizing it and making it seem like 
it's not the woman's choice is not the right path either. So, I mean, I'm just trying to say, like, moderate. Yeah. Let me you say know who I, yeah. You know moderate. who I think described it best was Dave Chappelle. He said, he said, listen, women, if, if you want to get an abortion, I think that that is your right. He said, men, you need to sit this one out. You know, if, if you have a dick between your legs, you need to shut your fucking mouth and not say anything because it is their body. It's their choice to do that stuff. And then he said, however... <clears throat> women if the men does not does not want to pay for that baby they should not have to because if you choose <laughs> to keep a baby and the man doesn't want the baby because it's an accidental pregnancy then the man should not be on the hook to pay for that kid you know if you do a one night stand and she gets pregnant and then she's like well I want to keep it well then you can't then you shouldn't be allowed to make that man pay for that child if he doesn't want to keep it <clears throat> if he cannot have a say in whether or not he gets to keep the child if you decide to get an abortion, you know, because if if you guys get pregnant and he wants that baby and you say, I don't want to go through this birth, I want an abortion. You're taking his child from him. Right. My, what did he say? My wallet, my right. Yeah, <laughs> my, my money, wallet, my, my rights. Yeah, that's right. And so that's I think that, I think that like that's where, you know, an argument can be made. And I think he put it best right there. It's like if a woman has the right to keep a baby when a man doesn't want one, then she should not have the right to then make him pay for that baby that she wanted to keep, especially if it's like a one night stand thing. You know, if you're not a couple, you guys went to a bar and got drunk, started dancing, grinding up on one another. Next thing you know, she's pregnant. It's like you don't know each other. You never had an experience together. And now you've got a baby coming. Should that man be responsible over both of your guys's irresponsible decision? Right. And then if you decide you want to get a, an, uh, an abortion, but he wants the baby you know, he has to sit it out and be okay with the fact that you are going to terminate his potential child. You know, it goes both ways. And so I, I felt like that was a pretty even way of looking at it is like, you know, he, he can't say anything because he's not doing the birthing process. But at the same time, you yeah. can't then make him be a father for a kid that he didn't want just because you decide you want to keep it. If you have the right to terminate his child, if he decided he wanted to keep it, if that makes sense. Oh, no, I feel I, like yeah, it makes, makes sense. No, that makes no, sense. That, makes sense. That, that was actually part of one of the things that they brought up in the documentary was uh, there was this there was this guy who uh, uh, was like tricked into a pregnancy, essentially, like I oh. and I don't know the exact details, like he was married to the woman, but apparently the woman was very emotionally abusive to the man. And then like, I don't know, maybe she told him she was on the birth control or whatever, or like drugged him. I don't know how this could happen. But somehow it happened that she she tricked him into a pregnancy. He didn't want to have a baby until she got some like psychological help, and uh, she like tricked him into it, and then like basically blackmailed him and said like you know, um, I don't know what was the blackmail. Blackmail was basically she was going to take the kid away from him. Um, you know, after she got pregnant, he you know he had came to terms with it, loved the kid, and and she was going to take the kid away from him. Uh, as kind of like pressure, I think, to get money out of him or something. And like, this was like a big argument. It's like, like this is, that yeah, just seems crazy. That's that, uh, the dude getting the short end of the stick. But it's always right. a man versus a woman. That's what I'm telling you, man. It's like yeah. a direct battle between the people where the man gets fucked. But if it's just a man doing his thing and then a woman doing her thing, she's always over there like, you motherfucker. And he doesn't even yeah. realize what's going on, you know? <laughs> He's just living his life, doing his thing, and she's over there like, how come he gets more than I do? Yeah. I don't know, because he could probably lift 100 pounds more than you can. Leave the guy alone. There was another example, too, where uh turns out, like, there was this guy who who went to court because he was being made to pay child support for a child that was not his. Yeah, I've heard of that shit. That's you like heard when the that guy one? that's like when the guy breaks into the dude's house and slips and falls on a knife and then sues the owner of the house and wins because he got cut. Right. You shit me. Liar. I'd be like, why the fuck was he in my house messing <laughs> with my knives? Like he, that's right. called karma. That's not called, hey, why don't you clean up your kitchen better? Next time I will yeah. come rob you, I don't want to get hurt. It's like, what the fuck? Right. Like I won the case. That's just that's bullshit. Shit blows yeah. my mind. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Anyway. Pretty nutty. Being yeah. on the hook for somebody else's kid. Yeah. I mean, th like, uh, dude, it, this kind of topic has been touched on by so many comedians and stuff in the past. Oh, I'm sure. Like, uh, there's, there's great athletes and, like, the women who divorced them 
like took mm-hmm. their their belts or their trophies and shit. And it's like, what do you need that for? That is a dick move. Like you, like were you out on the field, you know, playing football, taking a you know a header from a fucking two hundred and eighty pound lineman at one point no why did you need to take that fucking trophy or that ring or whatever he got for doing that like that has nothing to do with your relationship you know what i mean like that guy was a professional athlete he went out there and did that and then you stole his trophy for his reward what he did that makes absolutely no sense to actually pull that kind of shit uh, josh that's an asset now you gotta that that's weighing dollars and cents so uh, (laughs) that's that's, retaliation coming that's coming home but you know that shit hit ebay five minutes after she got it this (laughs) is a signed owned piece of memorabilia you know and he's over there trying to buy back his own shit (laughs) that's retaliation is what that is man Uh, i want that jersey you know jordan's all pissed (laughs) off That was the last one I ever wore. Well, $5.6 million, motherfucker. Oh, my God. All right. That's hilarious. That card. I'm just saying, like, you know, that's the kind of bullshit stuff that that gets pulled. And that's the kind of people that get fucked off, you know, in, in like, uh, divorce situations. But it's always a man versus a woman where the man gets fucked. It's always when it's a direct battle. When two of them are button heads, the man gets fucked. But... The, a lot of what I notice in women's rights is always like, well, men get this, but women don't get that. And it's, yeah. in su- it's such a generality. You know, it's not like that man got this and I did not get that. It's men as a whole get more and women yeah. get less. But that's not a direct battle. That's just a, you know, it's, it's all in general. That's the way I look that's at true. it. That's true. I don't know. That's true. All right. I feel like we beat that one to death. All right, that's it for this one, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Wherever you are, whatever you're up to, I hope you're having a good time. And uh, we will see you on part two. Be good.